0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Are you working longer than
1: you planned to? A new report finds that participation in the labour force among people over 65 has jumped to 15%, and that's more than double the level of 10 years ago. Now, according to this report, it's uh, largely because of low savings, and they say that there is little incentive to save with rates so low. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not The only or even the main reason for this, but there's also uh, another troubling indicator, and that is that insolvency rates for people over 65 have more than doubled in 10 years. So uh, the numbers to call. 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And I am joined by David Kravit in studio. He's a VP here at Zoomer Media. He is our demographics guru. And on the line, Laurie Campbell, who is the CEO of Credit Canada Debt Solutions. Welcome to you both. Thanks for being with us. Hi, thanks, Pab. Thank you. Okay, so David, uh, how much of it do you think uh in terms of people working longer is because of this uh low savings low interest rate problem and how much to other things
2: i think it's uh the low the low interest rate plus other things that make it particularly acute and one of them is longevity. The good news is you're going to live longer. The bad news is you're going to live longer. If I can't get a good big return on my money, but now I'm 65 and instead of looking at 10 more years, 12 more years of lifespan, I'm looking at maybe 20 or 30. Um, I, th- I can't dip into my savings the way I could when I thought I only had 10 years to go. If I use up some of my capital, big deal. Now I've got a long ramp ahead perceived may or may not happen, but I perceive I've got a longer. Where's the money going to come from? So I can't stop income coming in. And it's a bit of a crisis for the traditional financial services industry because they can't pitch high rate of return. And what uh, our generation now wants is income. And so you see them staying in the workforce, staying in the workforce uh, to keep the money coming in.
1: Uh, That's right, Lori. I mean, through the course of your entire career, you've seen low savings rates. But on the other hand, you know, if if we're all going to be living to 90 or so, and if we're going to have 30 years in retirement, I mean, nobody
3: who can save for that unless you're very wealthy. Well, that's very true. And also what we've seen in the last 10 years, because we're talking about a 10 year span of insolvencies increasing amongst seniors as well, Is that individuals have really tapped into their savings? They've tapped it even when they had savings. They've tapped into it for uh, home equity lines of credit. They've tapped into it to, um, you know, maybe deal with some type of an issue that they've had. And the result is is that they don't have the savings that they should have at this stage, uh, for a myriad of reasons, as we know and have no choice but to continue working in many cases.
1: Uh, well, Laura, you've touched on the other part of this. I mean, there's a there's a, a big jump from not enough savings to insolvency.
3: Uh, and when and why did this happen? Well, we know that, you know, reduced interest rates or low interest rates have played somewhat of a factor in it and the situation. But more to the point is that, that seniors have gotten themselves into a situation where they have Uh, accumulated a lot of debt that they haven't been able to get rid of. They may have uh, been forced out of the workforce at an early age because we've seen layoffs uh, for people over the age of 50 quite frequently, haven't had a chance to get back into the workforce and have used up savings and now are back into the workforce at a much lower income and have not been able to bridge that gap and are as a result are in a situation where they've had no choice but to go bankrupt because there just isn't the means to uh, get ahead.
1: Yeah, it's it's all uh, pretty tragic. I mean, you know, David, we tout, and uh, a lot of people here are examples, you know, you love your work, and so you keep keep at it, it. but that's just not the situation for everyone. It should
2: also be pointed out that um, about, I forget which bank it was that did this study a year or so ago, about 30% of baby boomers report that they have delayed their retirement. Because of the need to continue to support adult children living yes. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's a big brush fire crisis, but it's a factor for a lot of people. I can't liquidate that home. So I've got that net worth tied up in bricks and mortar that I can't or won't liquidate just yet. And... uh Again, a third of them are paying expenses, monthly expenses for adult children, which – and by the way, to be fair, the adult children report in the same survey that they are acutely aware of that and very conflicted about it. So it's a a challenge at both ends, but it's something we should keep in mind.
1: I I want to give the numbers out again and and just ask people, are are you – helping to support your adult children, and is that putting you behind the eight ball a little bit? Uh, also, uh, is there an issue with your house related to that? And I want to say something on, on that note. Uh, you know lots of people, I mean, that, that's kind of the myth that you have all this value in your house and and it's going to fund your retirement, but if you're living in a place like Toronto – Okay, you can sell your bigger house, but by the time you get into a nice condo and you start paying maintenance fees, you're not further ahead on on that. So people, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Uh, is that a financial issue for you, your kids, your grandkids, your house? uh, And are you working longer than you had planned to? Uh, Lori Campbell, what's your experience? So people are back in the workforce at a lower level. Um, is it is it easier or to get a job even
3: at that level? You know, we see so many clients that come into us, they're seniors. Um, they've, they've got a, a huge amount of debt because they've retired thinking that they would be okay. And with the cost of living, uh, along with, as uh, David mentioned, you know, possibly adult children coming back to live with them and the expenses around that, they've come in because they have a huge amount of debt and they can't get back into the workforce. They're looking for anything they can. But once you leave uh, your job, it becomes very difficult. So people have to think very carefully about whether they can afford to retire and if they have that cushion for emergencies as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, so uh, the old saw about becoming a Walmart greeter. I mean, is it hard to get those jobs? Well, you know, those
3: jobs aren't that difficult, but when you've got, you know, perhaps 20 or 30 people looking for that job, and along with other types of jobs that may be uh, a little bit less stressful than they had in the past, it becomes more difficult. And I think there is some type of, um, not, I wouldn't call it senior's discrimination, but I'm sure that employers... Yeah, I would. Age discrimination. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's call it what it is. Employers look <laughs> at, uh, at that as well and consider uh, that as a factor of whether they want to hire that individual.
2: I, I want to just put one thing in perspective, though, and that is that as the population ages, and we write about this and talk about this, Libby, as you know, all the time, yeah. more people over the age of 60 than under the age of 15, for the first time ever in Canadian history, um, the cohort is now so large that subsections are also quite large. So you could say, oh my goodness, a million seniors. Are so it's worth a whole radio show on that topic, but it It's actually masks the fact that there are many, many other segments that are equally large that it's not happening to. I'm not poo-pooing it, but I'm saying there are a host of um, seniors who aren't working anymore who did save. In some of the attitude surveys, we've seen a majority, well over 60%, claim that they've made, they've taken adequate steps to look after their retirement. The problem is the overall cohort is so big that any smaller section that's struggling is also going to be big.
1: Okay, let's hear from Lynn in Cambridge. Hi, Lynn.
2: Hi, how are you?
4: Fine, how are you? Thank you for
2: taking my call.
4: Yeah, I was just uh, sitting in the parking lot eating my lunch and tuned into the radio. And uh, one of the questions was, are you a senior and are you supporting adult children? So I just wanted to say I'm supporting five grandchildren Wow. that, that I've uh, agreed to take care of. And uh, I'm 60 and I had had a dream of retiring at sixty, and as I'm going forward, I probably won't be doing that because I'm going to be thinking of these children. So the youngest is uh, ten, and the oldest is twenty-one. So I'm looking at probably ten years, and I work full time, and I don't own a home, but I rent, and I have a good job. So um, and I'm healthy. So retirement, yeah, is, is a long way off, and I, I'm concerned. I do have RRSPs that I was saving for that, and have been investing. But I wonder about my future. Yes.
1: And uh, is your? Would you say your job is secure
4: for my ten years? My job is secure, yeah, but that can change any day. Yeah. You know, no kidding. Uh, companies, uh, you know, reevaluate, and uh, and at my age, I might be one of those reevaluations at some point in the future.
1: David, is there anything you want to say? to? I mean, Lynn, well, uh, that's a, good for a, you for doing this. Fabulous. For sure. No,
2: but this is a very typical uh, story. This is not at all unusual. Uh, one thing on the positive, I would say, and this is a different topic, but it plays into this. Companies are slowly beginning to recognize the value of the intellectual capital that leaves the building when a person retires. And in some industries, they're even trying to capture that, you know, with exit, give me your brain dump before you leave. Cause you know, a lot of stuff that the next person, the younger person coming in doesn't know. And there's, there's quite a lot of research, quite an active field right now. So maybe uh, by the time our caller is, uh, Closer to that threshold, the company's going to say, well, wait a minute, there's part-time, there's consulting, why don't you retire, but we'll, well, we'll call you back in, kind well, of thing. We hear a lot of those stories.
1: My, my husband decided to leave his full-time right. job, and right. the first thing they said to him as they were freaking out was, uh, can you come back as a senior advisor? Exactly. Ooh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because so, uh, our caller has… Uh, years of not just the training but the wisdom on the yeah. job of what works what doesn't work what are the shortcuts what how does it really operate and that's good they, they're not going to want to let go of that so fast
1: yeah but still you know uh, supporting five kids that's a tall order that's a tall, uh, order, uh, that's a tall order and lynn uh, more power to you and thank you very much for telling us your story thank you all righty yeah that's that's, Very that's, that's, that's a lot. Typical. Um, Lori, do you see people who suddenly have, uh, more financial
3: obligations than they did? Absolutely. And, you know, this is very typical where they're, as I say, supporting their adult children who've moved in or their grandchildren because uh, there's been a separation in the marriage or, or whatever the case may be with, with their children. But, you know, I think we need to recognize as well that while we know that many seniors are doing well uh, financially and they're they're quite set, this subsection of seniors that are that are not doing well is, is growing. We know that for sure. And the problem lies in the fact that there's no real future to get out of the hole. If you go bankrupt in your 20s, you can turn it around quite... Well, over your period of your of your career, going bankrupt in your in your senior years doesn't really give you any time to rebuild and recalibrate your financial situation. And that's what I think is so tragic about uh, you know this environment that we're now living with, where we're seeing seniors at they're the fastest growing rate of insolvence in Canada. And I think that we need to take heed. Uh,
1: yeah, and um, again, do you think that? There's any issue where people were actually, uh, you know, they thought that they had enough money to retire on or they were told that.
3: Do you see any problems kind of in that vein, Lori? Well, yes. And so I think that people need to really evaluate whether they can retire. I I love Lynn's story, but she knows she's going to have to work for 10 years and she's she's done her math and, you know, she's not taking it lightly. Um, Unfortunately, many seniors that we see in here, have retired thinking that they would be okay, um, and they're not. They're, they're clearly not okay. They they had very small pensions. They really didn't um, think that the cost of living would increase the way it has, and they didn't factor in anything going wrong in their life, such as uh, more health issues or the cost of uh, living going up and the cost of children that they may have to support or spouse getting ill, and on it goes. So, you know, I think that uh, the bottom line is, is that people really need to take uh, – a very careful look, get the advice that you need, and make this decision, um, you know, not just based on the fact that I want to retire, but can I really afford to retire?
1: Okay, and uh, we are starting to run out of time. David, what do you want to leave us with on this?
2: I think that we're going to see a lot of adapt, adapt adaptation to this. I don't think that as a community... Or as an age group, they're going to all sit back uh, and let it happen. We have uh, 2.9 million Zoomers say they are actively looking. To supplement their income. So whether they might still be working, but they want more. So people are starting to recognize, I think there's going to be a redefinition, maybe Lori can confirm this, of the old model of how much money do I need to retire? Okay, assumption 65, death 75. If that's all changing, you're going to see more people trying to brush up their skills, anticipating it, planning for it. Um, the next wave who are pre-retirement are looking at everything that's going on now and i think you're going to see a lot of responses to this and a lot of different uh, different strategies uh, coming into play.
1: Well, yeah, i mean that theory is nice, I but i just have to say sometimes from my point of view as an employer, well that's great somebody wants to pull back and maybe work part time, but you know, i need you to work <laughs> when yeah. i need you to work sure. and not when necessarily sure. when you want to.
2: Sure, but they may keep working here but quietly buy that uh little bookstore they've always dreamed of owning for like ten years from now. So I'm saying they might be getting a bookstore uh, ahead store. of it. Well what, whatever quaint. your hobby is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever your your uh your yuppie-ish hobby is. But they, but a lot of them are looking for secondary income even while working. That's my point. It's not so much uh, I want to just abruptly stop. I think that uh, as this story gets more publicity, you're going to see more strategies coming to the fore. And And if we revisit this topic, as I'm sure we will, you're going to see more groups emerging that are trying to deal with it.
1: Okay, Lori, in 30 seconds, what would you like to leave us with?
3: Well, I think David's right. The gig economy is going to be a big factor for seniors uh, in looking for other uh, sources of income. But my, my bottom line would be that if you have financial difficulty, get help immediately. Don't let it wait. Don't let it fester. Uh, that's what not-for-profit organizations like Credit Canada are for. And also, as I mentioned earlier, think very carefully and strategize about when and how you can retire, not when and how you want to retire. Okay,
1: good advice. Thank you so much, Lori Campbell, CEO of Credit Canada Debt Solutions, and David Kravitz, VP here at Zoomer Media.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Libby.
3: Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.